the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. What a pretty nice day today. On the cloudy side, a little sun here and there. Going down to about 52 tonight with clear skies. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. High of 77. Phil's lost yesterday, 4-1 to Colorado. Try and get back on track tonight. Taking on the Mets on the road, 7 o'clock first pitch. And the Sixers home tomorrow night against Brooklyn. After losing the opener in their playoff series, the Sixers have won three in a row. They can win tomorrow. They'll close out the Brooklyn Nets and move along to the next round. TBN has a brand new show for you to check out weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern. It's called Better Together, TBN's first daily original program. Better Together is a show made by women for women. Better Together is presented from an uplifting perspective, uplifting, I should say, perspective. Looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab a cup of coffee, tea, whatever you like. And join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, grow, and enjoy a sense of community. Better Together tackles a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, and how to hear God's voice. Again, all from an encouraging, uplifting perspective. Each week, the topics will change, keeping things fresh and relevant. That's Better Together, weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. This hour, we have a few things to do. First of all, I hope you had a wonderful Easter. Uh, it was beautiful weather, and but even bigger than that, of course, we have a beautiful Savior who went to bat for us all the way. And as Toby Mack in his song, The Slam, says, he slammed it. He went right to the cross. He did the whole thing that was necessary and was raised from the dead. And because of that, uh, we have path. As it says in John 14, it talks about Jesus going not only he's not he's not just going away, but he's going to prepare a place for us. Read up on that. I've talked to my kids about that over the weekend, even just some serious things. I talked with one of my daughters and said, you know, um, as much as your dad and mom love you, we're not always going to be here. And uh, it, perhaps if, if mom or I pass before you do, that'll be very sad, very hard. But know that even more than the love and security you feel with your mom and dad, you should know your path is set. You know, you know the Lord. And so you have a whole future ahead of you beyond mom and dad, beyond the things in this earth that help you feel stable and secure. Not that those are bad things. They're good things. They're gifts. But even greater than such as your mom or your dad is the fact that your heavenly father loves you and he has a place picked out for you. And so you are set and, and very secure. So uh, that's, a, that's a true thing. And if you know the Lord, and if you don't know the Lord yet, you can. That's the great news. That's what John three sixteen says. We quote that verse a lot. A lot of people know it. It's one of the most famous ones. Even if you don't go to church at all or whatever, you've probably heard about that. For God so loved the world, He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him 
should not perish but have eternal life. I, I uh, encourage you and challenge you in a great way to consider that promise. That, that means uh, that that's meant for you. Uh, whether you, again, have accepted him or not, know that that's true. Consider it. And uh, as, as Jesus himself says in the Gospels, he says, if you really want to know who I am, I'll tell you. I'll reveal myself to you. So uh, if, you, if you're the kind of person, if you're you know, listening in, you're thinking, you know, I've heard about this God. I'm not sure if I'm a Christian or I know, or I know I'm not. Be encouraged to know that if you really want to know, God's not playing hide and seek with you. He will reveal himself to you. Just have to ask, and he'll walk you through it. And uh, so be encouraged about that. We're going to do a short break in a moment, but I want to encourage you in another way. Part of God's plan I've seen in my life has been a gentleman named Matthew Newell and a team of people at a place called the Family Hope Center. He has been a guest on our program before, and since April is Autism Awareness Month, we thought it would be great to have him on to discuss autism and things neurological. So if you have a child or know someone who does with an autism diagnosis or on the spectrum, as it's often said, or anything neurologically related, please uh, listen in. I think you'll be encouraged by what you hear. Matthew's schedule is super busy. I think this is the only day the entire month he's able to join us. The team travels a lot to other countries, and so we're glad to have him joining us in studio shortly. Um, so that's part of that. But the backstory very briefly on that is my wife and I have five children and one of them, our fourth one, Victoria Joy was born and, uh, 19, uh, sorry, she's 13 now. So in 2006 and, uh, January of that year, a lot of challenges from the get go seizures, feeding tube, uh, couldn't, uh, actually within the first six months, she almost died and lost the little vision she had and the little hearing she had, um, scoliosis, like all kinds of things. And part of the journey that God has allowed us to be on, I could have never guessed, never predicted, is connecting with Matthew and with the team at the center. Because what's different about them is they teach you how to work from the inside out rather than the outside in. Rather than medicating or rather than just trying strategies to cope with things, they teach you about the brain, how it works, how it's designed, how God made it, how it grows from the ground up. And then you fit what you know about your child into that matrix. It's very different. It's kind of like opening up the brain, going under the hood and seeing what's going on. But rather than reacting, you're learning, like they will tell you, your brain and my brain and our kids' brains all have the same parts. They're all responsible for the same things. They grow in the same order, all things being equal. So let's understand the brain first. What does wellness look like? And then how does my child, how's my child doing? Great, not so great, really not so great over here. And then how do you proactively, you know, bring about progress? So we're going to get into that in just a second here. Matthew Newell, director of the Family Hope Center, will join us. Uh, we also have some giveaways we need to do. We kind of had a weird week last week uh, and, you know, shows. Uh, we had a couple of uh, special shows. And we also had, of course, Good Friday, which is a wonderful opportunity just to play some music and sit back and listen. So we didn't do as many giveaways last week. We'll try and rectify that, if you will, this hour. You're tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 410, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. You know, we have been doing this fine broadcast since last September, and what's been kind of cool now as the weeks and months are rolling by is we have 
guests who have been on more than one time. For example, Phil Joel of Newsboys. We've had sports writers Rob Motti and Gary Cobb on the program a number of times. We've had Paul Bird, who's a broadcaster, who used to play for the Phillies, and a number of others who have been on. And uh, our next guest here certainly fits that bill, Matthew Newell. Hello, sir. Hi, Tim. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center. Our guest today, based in Norristown, for those who have not heard what you are about, give a little insight into what the Family Hope Center is. And we want to, I know, let people know, because it's April, we want to talk about autism, too, being Autism Awareness Month. But before that, on a broader level, share about the center, if you would. Well, Tim, uh, we are an international organization dedicated passionately to teaching parents how to really understand the neurological foundations of their child's challenges. So if a child's blind or deaf or paralyzed or has epileptic seizures or is on the autism spectrum or has been diagnosed with cerebral palsy or Down syndrome or some other genetic condition, you know, one in 1,000 or one in 10,000, whatever that is, we want to really unpack the brain as it's magnificently made but can get disorganized from a multitude of factors and really bring parents into that arena and say, here's what we're looking at. Here's what this part of the brain does. Here's where, why you're seeing these challenges. And not look at the brain as a, as a whole bunch of symptoms that are seem unrelated, but really look at it as a holistic organ that can be restored, can be repaired, can be developed, can be matured, can be understood. And so what we want to do is bring parents out of the mystery into the understanding and out of chaos into the ability to move forward with their family and move forward with their child in a way that every day they get up, instead of hyperventilating about the multitude of symptoms that they have to manage, they can have a clear idea that if they do these particular things in a clear way and they can be supported by a team of professionals like ourselves, uh, then they could be able to see really long-lasting changes in your child's neurodevelopment. So we travel all over the world. We're about five months uh, around the world and seven months here. I'm off to Australia yeah. uh, tomorrow, actually. Yeah. And uh, we have been in four continents already this year. And it's all of our parents are dedicated to really understanding their child and really proactively looking to have solutions. And we're using evidence-based uh, practices we have a full team of clinicians and medical team that works together cohesively. Everybody's on the same page, and we teach parents how to understand. And then we develop a protocol for parents to achieve at home. Yeah. And we follow that up with all kinds of good correspondence so that they never feel alone and they can feel part of the whole healing process of their families. So that's kind of how we want to be, and that's kind of our passion is to teach, guide, support parents. We want to help you be us. Because we have all this experience. If you line up all of our team members, we have 250 years of experience. We said, you know what? Instead of us doing it to your child, why don't we do this together yeah. with your family? If love would have fixed your children, right, Tim? Everybody would be well. But there needs to be an action plan that makes sense, that's scientifically based, and that you can duplicate on a daily basis that's more holistic and not chemically based to get the brain to be restored. And we don't apologize for the lofty concept that the brain can grow and it can be matured, but we're going to be in that arena. We're going to co- operate from that position, and our results yeah. speak to that. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560WFIL, WFIL.com. You use the word proactive in there. 
how you can actually do something intentionally in a sequence rather than just grabbing ideas and trying things that may or may not work. The Family Hope Center is about proactively, systematically have an actual plan following a map. So that, Following a right? map, but you got to measure it, right? One right. of my mentors said, if you don't measure something, you can't manage it. And we have a developmental chart that says, okay, we're going to measure the medulla oblongata, which is where all the reflexes are housed. And we're going to measure the pons, which is where the reticular formation is housed. And that's the part of the brain that controls focus and concentration and tongue control and bladder control, and goal setting and the ability to filter sounds and the ability to crawl on your belly and develop the structure of your body. And then there's the midbrain, and there's the cerebellum, and then there's the limbic brain, and then there's the cortex. Well, if you're a mother of a child with autism spectrum disorder symptoms, and you're thinking, well, what's going on with my child? Every day, you, I know that you're working a 1,000 hours a day, a mother with a child <laughs> right. with, on the spectrum, or a mother with a child with cerebral palsy diagnosis, or a mother with a child with... Di- Everybody works hard, but can we work more effectively, Tim? It's not about efficiency as much as it's about effective. Now, could we be more efficient as parents? Obviously, we all could. I've got three kids. But are we effective in our shepherding? Are we effective in how we use our time? And we help parents just look at the time that they're spending and move certain things, as you say, be proactive as opposed to reactive, because it brings peace to the soul when you know every day, you know what? I know where my child's injury is. I don't have to take it personally. It's not his fault. It's not God's fault. It's not my fault. He got injured. Let's heal his brain, and let's get dad involved. Let's get the brothers and sisters involved. Sure, yeah. sure. Matthew Newell is the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown. FamilyHopeCenter.com is their site. Just a couple of quick bullet points. We'll take our first break. We'll come back and continue our conversation. We also want to zero in some on autism. I guess the two main entry things or two main main services the center typically has been offering for years is a a three-day training conference. There's one coming up in June. People could put on their radar possibly where you teach parents about the brain, what wellness looks like, and how to proactively re-engineer it and and make progress no matter whether their child has a lot of struggles or not struggles or mild or severe and all over the place. Because in those conferences, you'll have people from all over the world and over the country. So that's beautiful. And then beyond that, after those three days, some people – will continue to on with the center and go further and drill deeper with you. Right, right? and have actually a lot of personal contact and a lot of personal coaching. So we end up teaching the vocabulary of the brain and how to actually understand it, mature it, and measure it. And then there's other folks who want to come back and say, okay, I need some life coaching. I need I need you to be down my side. So if I have a phone call, I need to make that I can get somebody immediately. Yeah. And I can send in my reports and my videotapes and we can actually make sure that we're doing this correctly. And so we offer a bunch of different services like that. We'll take our first break. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Back with Matthew Newell from the Family Hope Center in just a moment. WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL. Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. The Tim DeMoss Show rolling along with Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown, PA. FamilyHopeCenter.com for more info on that. Uh, We're, among other things, chatting today about autism. Some since April is Autism Awareness Month. Before we go down that road a bit, I thought we could get into what is the three-day training conference that the center offers. Maybe unpack that for folks because... At this next conference coming up in June, it's offered several times a year, uh, of course, and my wife and I have taken the conference. You will have people in the room from all over the world, all over the country, with all sorts of different challenges. It's almost as though like you're, you're clearing the deck, 
And you're saying, even for a moment, put your child aside. Let's start with the brain itself and provide a map of how it grows and in what order. And, and then you bring in tools uh-huh. as the conference right. unfolds. Well, let so, me ask you just a quick question too, sure. Jim. So your sister-in-law yeah. is a therapist, occupational therapist. She yes. is. And your wife was trained as a therapist, right? Yeah. Top of her class at Granite Mercy. And then you took the parent training. What did they think? What did you think? So the first, second, <laughs> third day. So as an overview, knowing what they knew already about therapy, yeah. do you remember what their experiences were seven, eight years ago when they came out? And, and oh, yeah. I mean, well, it rattled everybody's cage because it really was – I remember another sister was an, it was an OT, and she, she was mad after the conference. She said, why didn't anyone tell me this stuff before? Mm. <laughs> so the- yeah, it's not rocket science, <laughs> but when you put all the pieces together, the secrets are revealed. When you understand the brain. So, so Tim, the three-day parent count, the first day is let's establish a vocabulary that we're going to talk about the brain. First of all, the child on the spectrum doesn't have a disease. Let's talk about what autism isn't first. Sure. Okay. Autism is not a disease. I don't believe it is. I don't think it is, and I know it's not. So I covered all the bases there. <laughs> okay. I don't think cerebral palsy is a disease or a condition. I don't think Down syndrome is a disease. I think it's these things or ADD, ADHD. You know, back, back in the day in the 20s, if a, kid, if a child struggled neurologically, you'd call them a moron. And then you call them an idiot in the 30s and 40s and half what in the 50s and mentally retarded. And the truth is that was none of it. That's not science, Tim. It's not science to label something autism. And this is where I get a little passionate and get a little, you know, grind my teeth a little bit because it's a neurological condition that occurred from a series of events that compromised the plasticity of the brain and compromised the brain's ability to respond to its environment. And so the whole first day is to establish what does the brain do, how does it operate under certain conditions, and if it doesn't operate under conditions – how can you identify the exact parts of the brain and look at the severity and the degree and the laterality of the injury? And at the end of the day, parents actually map their child's brain and say, oh, now I see the complexity of, oh, he does this because he's hurt in the medulla. He does this because he's disorganized in the pons. He does this because he's disorganized in the visual pathway in the midbrain, basal ganglia. And they, we establish a way to talk that takes the unscience out of it. We establish that we're not going to talk about symptoms. We're going to talk about the core of the brain. You know, and we don't leave it there because at the end of the day, parents go, wow, that's, that's intense. I just was able to measure all the levels of the brain and all the pathways of the brain. And I have, now I have a map that my child could be 100 months chronologically, but they're 150 months they're 50 months neurologically and 100 months chronologically. Oh, my child's only operating at 50% of their ability. Oh, but now I know where. And although yeah. that can be extremely sobering, like you know that that's happening, but you just never had anybody help you map the entire brain. Parents, people go, like, I could never do that. Yes, you can. Because I sit down with parents all the time. I ask them 100 questions. They know the answers, but they don't know where to park the answers. They don't know, oh, that answer should go in the midbrain. The fact that he's going up and down steps and not looking, that goes in the the midbrain. The fact that he can't filter sounds, that goes in the ponds. The fact that he falls over really easily and he lacks his reflexes, that's the medulla. 
the fact that he can't make eye contact and struggles to smile to a smile, that goes to the limbic. So what we do is we move all these things around and show parents, like, can we please talk about the brain in a scientific, hierarchical way? And then at the end of the day, they go, oh, my goodness. We said, okay, but we're not stopping here. Now, tomorrow, second day, we talk about how does the brain grow? What are the scientific principles that people can put in play on a day-to-day basis organically? It doesn't cost you money. Yeah. How can you stimulate the brain? Okay, what would be the amount of frequency, intensity, and duration? How much do they need to do to grow that part of the brain? And then we talk about nutrition. And then we talk about how the family can can survive and thrive and not be rolled over in terms of – because a lot of families are really – Breathing heavily. And <laughs> they true. need to know, like, okay, if I'm going to, I'm already breathing heavily. And if I want to grab this therapeutic protocol into my life, how about I do that with wisdom? How about I do that with kindness? How do I do that with grace? How do I do that with, with how, do I, how do I support my entire family, mommy, daddy, and kids? And then we start talking about how to treat the brain, how to heal it. Yeah. So for a whole day and a half is, what do you do? Yeah. And so by the time people get done the three-day parent chain, they understand their brain. They understand that the symptoms aren't the definition of the injury that my child suffered. So I really don't need to call my child autistic. That pushes a lot of buttons out there, Tim. Like, I don't think kids are autistic. I think they're hurt in their brain stem and the limbic brain. And I don't think kids have ADD, ADHD. I think they're hurt in the reticular formation and the brain stem and the front part of the cortex. I think there's disorganization throughout the brain. And so we say, what is the true diagnosis and we take all these labels away because they get us down a, a pathway that is medication. And they get us down a pathway that we're managing as opposed to restoring. Yeah. So the whole yeah. day and a half is what do you do? The first part of the parent training is where are you? And what is really scientific? And what is things that people just kind of told you? It could be well intent, well meaning, uh, or yeah, whatever. I mean, it's well meaning, but sometimes sum- it's well meaning. It's not scientific. Yeah, sum sometimes a child it's well meaning and, and it's wrong because if you look at it, how's it working so far? You say to the family, you know, my child's been on the spectrum since the time I was eighteen months old. He's now seven, and his neurological ability really hasn't improved so much, and no one's yeah. measuring it. Is he really improving? We say, well, because you're targeting the wrong area of the brain, because this is where it is. It's not really here. It's here. Yeah. Um, Matthew Neal is our guest. But if you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Matthew is the director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. We were just uh, chatting uh, about uh, this training conference that they have several times a year. been doing it for many years. So it's usually spring, summer, fall. There was just one recently, and there's one coming up in uh, early to mid-June, and then I think one in, later on this year. But I've taken that conference. My wife has. Uh, a lot of our family friends have taken it because at that conference, I've always said if someone goes to it, the material becomes self-evident. You're not there to persuade people because no. there's there's work behind it. If they say, you know, this makes sense to me, now there's going to be work involved. And but, but what you're saying, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who said after they took the conference, you just explained like you never even met my kid, and now you it, it's as though you it know him. The scales come off. You know how the Bible <laughs> says the scales come off. Well, I'm not really, you know, you're. It's clear now what you're looking at. Like, right. Oh, my child is not a collection of symptoms. Right. He is. A well child who got hurt. There's a lot of wellness in there. He's super smart, but really disorganized. How can I organize his brain so he can mature and develop? And how can I see 
his brain in a way that I can look. I'm already working. Well, and even in the, the chart you, know, you mentioned, can I work smarter? Yeah, I think so. Pl- well, plus the order of things matters because it's not like the center. And this is maybe after the break, you can get into a couple, give an example, mm-hmm. or a couple of tools. Right. There are tools. It's not like That's, the center has course. no tools. But right. usually, probably the people you that you that come to you, all they're doing is tools. They're dealing outside to in management. They, they see manage, they're trying to cope, manage, manage, keep it under wraps. Yeah, I right. wear a really thick jacket to you know uh, regulate my child who is, has an injury in the limbic brain, which everybody calls autism, or I will medicate this child, or I will do certain things to to you know a little improve, but they won't grow through their neurological condition to be well. This is why my kids in the program make three hundred percent more progress on the autism spectrum. That's the way they diagnose it these days than the average and international average. It's on our website. So how did our kids make 300% more progress? Because A, it's parent and family driven. And B, we have methods that are targeting the actual part of the brain go that the, got injured. Go to the root. Got, got to go to the root. It's it's the root of the root. Yeah. And once parents see it, they go, oh my gosh, I now have this tool for the rest of my life to view my child holistically. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah. and the, whole, the word holistic could be... Really, Misconstrued, but can I see my whole child as opposed to a collection of symptoms? Well, and the, and the, and the the what's the word? Objective nature of it, scientific nature of it, where you'll have people at this conference, parents from Denmark or St. Louis, well, doctors. Or doctors, doctors who have kids, sure. Who are like, whoa, I have therapists come who have kids that they're they're struggling. We right. have people from last our last conference was five countries and four and fourteen states. Like, well, wait a minute. What just happened? Well, there's a lot of frustrated parents out there, too. Sure. But the beauty of it is that it, what you're sharing with them and teaching cuts across. It doesn't matter where they're from. Yes, because we're talking about their brain. Which everyone has. We're not has. talking about conditions. <laughs> we're talking about the neural – everybody, they thank God. We all have a brain. Theoretically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, theoretically. That's uh, Tim DeMar's show with Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center. We'll take a short break, come back, and continue our conversation. We're going to jump a bit and get a little more specific since it's the month of April – into autism and, and related uh, diagnoses, so to speak, and, and get Matthew's uh, thoughts more on that as we uh, continue our conversation. Again, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL, It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. We are continuing our conversation with Matthew Newell. He's the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown, Pennsylvania. And uh, among other things, we're talking about this three-day training conference, uh, which they come away with a, uh, a, plan. a, a plan and a, and a general and understanding idea. Understanding and a plan. Right, yes. right. But then, then, like on our family has done this many times, there's the other piece that comes alongside, just so people have a bigger picture is after you take the conference, usually, actually, day three, I'll give away a little something where you usually say something like, go home and do nothing. (laughs) Yeah, well, because your brain's about to explode. Like, first of all, it's going to explode (laughs) because some of the things that people told you is actually not true. So you maybe have been grinding your teeth for the last four years. You're in the parent training and you're grinding your teeth because you did something for four years, like put your child in an AFO or heavily medicated your child or did this or this or this kind of technique that you know is not changing a child, but you're you're thinking, oh, now I know why. So so part of your brain is like, ah, 
on learning something. Sure. Part of it is excitement about, wow, the possibility. And then it's 30 hours of information, to be fair, Tim. Yeah. It's, it's we pack it into three days because when we first started the Family Hope Center, we said to our parents, do you want this in four days or do you want it in, five, in, in three days? And the professional said, four days, nine to five. Well, parents said, no, I want this in three <laughs> days because I got to get home to my kid yeah. and help my children and help my family. So it's three 10-hour days that we um, buckle up our seatbelt and we get into the brain. It's interactive conference, so there's lots of questions. Even our lunches, Tim, are breakout groups where we talk about the brain at lunch. Yeah. Yep. And then parents, every hour and a half, there's a 15-minute break where parents, we, we serve our parents organic tea, organic coffee. We serve them an organic lunch, high car, you know, low-carbohydrate, high-protein lunch. And they really try to manufacture kind of like an operating room that's well-lit but cheerful. But let's get to the point about the brain and how you can help your child. So it's a very proactive, relationship-driven conference that um, – it's also very personable. It's very personable. And, and, yeah, and we, we really you know all the big words, but you're not trying to like make people feel small. We wanna, no, we, we <laughs> well, whether, whether parents are a doctor or whether the person is has graduated high school, we want to take something that's complex. Einstein said, you know, if you really understand something, then you'll be able to explain it in a simple, concrete manner. And we want to explain our conference in a simple, concrete manner. And you can go on our website and you can hear people talk about it. And, sure. FamilyHopeCenter.com, yeah. by the way, the site for that. It's to put parents in the driver's seat. Yeah. And I'll be at the table, but you'll be in the driver's seat, and I'll be your GPS, and we'll get there. On a huge aspect also that, that you've kind of alluded to, but to people just to remember, a, a big reason why parents have been such a target uh, to work with is because they really know the child from ground, the ground yes. up. They're, and they're the, the child knows that, the healer. Right. The child has to trust the healer. The child has to trust the person that's putting their hands on them. And who, a father's looking at a child, he's going to say, I trust my dad. I trust my mom. I'm not sure what's going on, but at least I trust them. It doesn't mean that they don't trust an OT or a PT because they're all gorgeous. They're all magnificent. Everybody's great. But if it, there's, there's a thing, Tim, that you've got to trust the people that's, that's working with you and that know you, but you also have to have intensity, frequency, and duration. You do have to execute. Yes. To graduate first grade, in Norristown, you have to go to school a minimum of six hours a day for four days a week, right? I mean, yeah, you should go five. Yeah, I think it's a hundred and yeah, yeah nine hundred hours you, or hundred eighty days. Should, or right? I mean, yeah. and then graduate second grade. And you go, now imagine if you were brain injured. Imagine if you were you were struggling to learn. How many hours do you think three hours a week of therapy is going to get you to a yes? Do you think three hours of OT, three hours of PT is going to? No, it's not. Now it's not the occupational therapist's fault or the PT's fault. Is that they can't spend that many hours, but if they taught you what to do and you could you could supplement the rest of that at home and in the weekends sure. and before school and after school, sure, that would be terrific. And if they were actually targeting the brain in an intensive way, it would be even more magnificent. You know, for, so for instance, Tim, children who can't talk very well or struggling with language, that's a function of the tongue, but that the cranial nerves that run the tongue come out of the pons. And the mobility ability to generate energy along that pathway to develop the ability for the tongue to move is crawling on your belly like a one-day-old yeah. or a four-month-old. Right. Combat crawling, 
supports the ability to control your tongue, which is the mechanics of talking, supports the ability to track with your eyes side to side so you don't have to point to every word, supports the ability to regulate your bladder and your bowels, supports the ability to filter sounds so you don't have to hold your hands over your ears, supports the ability to sleep at night and wake up on time, supports the development of your feet, your hips, your spine, and your chest so you're not walking on the inside of your feet and losing your balance, integrates 11 different primary reflexes, and helps you co-regulate and upregulate and downregulate your emotions linked to the limbic brain. Well, if you knew that, you would have all the babies in the universe would be crawling on their bellies at birth as opposed to being in baby walkers and being carried all day. And if your child got hurt and didn't have the ability to do that or got hurt like 18 months from a vaccination shot and the epigenetic factors that lead to autism spectrum disorder symptoms and they don't have those abilities, you can go back Mm. to that area of the brain and you can reprogram that area of the brain and those abilities will emerge. Regulation, facial expressions, tracking, using my tongue, developing the mechanics of breathing, regulating my emotions, up, down. So you can go back to the future. You just need to know what are the steps and why I would need to do that and how long I need to do that. And what order. And what What order to do that. And we show parents how to do it because we can't help 90,000 kids, but we can teach 90,000 parents. And we've been doing this for 38 years. The Family Hope Center, we started the Family Hope Center, our team. My wife is a co-director. She's brilliant at the sensory pathways and, and the social pathways. We started this in 2001, and we've seen thousands and thousands of children from six different continents to help parents understand the neurology. And it's been a blessing to watch people get it and then be able to execute and implement simple but straightforward techniques. Right, Tim? Absolutely. Well, you mentioned mentioned the the crawling, army crawling there, and that— whole list of things. Yeah, I mean, God created that. I mean, everybody's supposed to be army crawling, right? You crawl at birth, right? That's what happens Aren't you supposed to be army crawling? Usually. But, but if you don't and you carry the kid all day. Or sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, little Joey, he, he was uh, walking at six months. He was on the furniture. Oh, he was walking at 10 he months. He was so or, precocious. Oh, put him on their back, Tim. I, lo- I hate that. I hate <laughs> kids being on their back because you can't move on your back. You weren't designed to move on your back. Oh, but this, you know, the SIDS thing. Well, if, you, if a child is on his stomach, smooth, hard, flat, comfortable, warm surface, he's not going to get his nose. In the, babies, right. you put a baby in his crib, he's at the end of the, end of the crib. By the middle of the night, he's on the other side. Like, well, well, how did he get there? He was crawling there. <laughs> Matthew Newell's the director of the Family Hope Center. He's our guest, familyhopecenter.com for info on them, including the training conference they have coming up in June. You just said something that's a, it's a small point, but I think it's a big point that people should be aware of. Part of the conference that you talk about, besides like a lot of the neurology and things like that, is some common sense stuff that people probably never thought of. Like when when a baby book will say, oh, uh, rolling over is a milestone, no. as an example. It's like, well, it's cute. Oh, the kid moved. I remember when we had our kids, at least initially, like, oh, look, there's movement. But you don't want your kid to roll around town for transportation. No, you don't. <laughs> so There's the- no level of hierarchical complexity of rolling. And my, by the way, most kids, when they roll over, like, get really upset. They get scared. But when they crawl on their belly across the floor, they have to cry. And they cry in order to move, just like I would cry lifting a so- lot of furniture up to the third floor of an <laughs> office building. So, so, so unpack that. Yeah. Even, just, <laughs> even if you just rattle off, you start uh, – the baby moves to nurse. 
what's that little the linear? Baby, we, there's plenty of videotapes of babies crawling up and nursing the first moment of life. Yes. Right. And we know there's plenty of instances where you put your baby in the middle of the crib. The crib is smooth, hard, flat. The mattress is perfect. It's FDA approved, the whole nine yards. You put your baby down. It's the middle of August. You don't have to put a lot of blankets on them. You come back an hour later, and the baby's on the other side of the crib. Right. And you say, how did he get there? Well, he moved. Yeah. And, and if you didn't have the crib and you just put them on, kind of on the floor next to you, next to your bed, you know, a nice, safe environment, your baby would probably be crawling like six or seven feet. Right. To be fair, in the middle of the night, like, well, wait a minute. If my child was, had the opportunity to crawl every day on his belly, which is their natural right to do, instead of being carried and swaddled and right. held and a baby walk under a Johnny jump up and all these devices that restrict the ability – they would develop their neurology. And all those areas you just mentioned a few minutes ago, it's amazing because most people, I can testify to our daughter Tori had a feeding tube and how as, as she was able to, we helped, we helped her with her crawling, but as that, without getting into all that, as she did that, she was able to chew and swallow it instead of a feeding her tube. tongue. So now she doesn't have to have But that. I never would have thought of that. Like who's no. crawling gum, governs your the muscles and your, you know, your, your nerves face. Your it helps you make facial expressions right. and governs your tongue. So babies that crawl on their belly develop the ability to focus, develop the ability to finish their tasks, develop emotion regulation, develop the ability to control their bladder and bowel so they don't pee themselves at night. When they're seven, develop the ability to be in a classroom and not be distracted. Develop the ability to track with their eyes so they can read print size, um, and develop the structure so they can run off the fronts of their feet and be stable. So, why wouldn't you want that for your child? But big question is, if your child has been diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder, or ADHD, or dyslexia, and I say to the child, I want to see how you crawl on your belly. I'm going to tell you that 100% of the kids can't do it correctly at all. They just don't know how to do it. So what we do is say, oh, this is the part of the brain that got disorganized, nobody's fault. Can we reprogram that part of the brain? Can right. we give that child the opportunity and show him? And for a period of time, completely revamp the hard drive. So let's say the base of your brain was your hard drive of your computer and all the applications on your cell phone were your cortex. Well, we know the iPhone 7 or the Samsung, whatever that is, yeah. like it's a bigger model because it's faster and it has more memory and it's got all kind of lights and bells and whistles and cameras. Well, your Samsung, the actual CPU, that's the hard drive of the brain. The applications that you put on your desktop, that's just like your cortical abilities to read, write, and do arithmetic. But if you don't have the hard drive, you can't put up – like at the end of the night, Tim – I had to swipe off like 12 things off my phone, and my phone was still working. Imagine if your brain could handle 12 things simultaneously. You'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but our kids can't handle one thing or another thing, and it's not because they're not smart. It's because they're disorganized. Yeah. It's because the brain stem. Kids crawl, then they, they crawl on their belly, then they get up on all fours, and they creep on the hands and knees, which organizes the membrane. Then they stand up and walk, which organizes the cortex. These are levels of hierarchical complexity that the mobility pathway is responsible for organizing. And you get into all that at the conference. Yes, and that's plus tons more. Like the creeping, the creeping you talked about, the, that has to do with, uh, if I remember yeah. correctly, convergence? Like well, with, it helps your eyes come together so you can have death perception. Among other things. Yes, yeah, right. so creeping on your hands and knees, which some people call combat crawling and other crawling. Well, they're real neurological terms because we've gotten off, off, off track in the world of neurology. Yeah. We don't use the terms that we should. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center, our guest. We have a brief break. 
break coming up in a moment. A couple quick things first, and then we'll continue our conversation. TBN has a brand new show for you to check out. It's weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern called Better Together, TBN's first daily original program. Better, Better Together is a show made by women for women. Better Together is presented from an uplifting perspective, looking to encourage viewers in their day-to-day lives. You're invited to grab a cup of coffee or tea. Join Victoria Osteen, Lori Crouch, and Christine Kane for authentic, fruitful conversations about faith and life. Laugh, grow, enjoy a sense of community. It's called Better Together, which tackles a variety of topics, including friendships, identity, intimacy with God, children and family, social media, and much more. Again, all from an encouraging, uplifting perspective. Each week, the topics change as well, which keeps things fresh and relevant. It's Better Together, weekday afternoons at 1.30 Eastern on TBN or anytime on the TBN app. Cloudy skies this afternoon, a few showers happening, eventually clearing out with a low of 52 tonight. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun, high 77. Phil's been lost uh, yesterday to Colorado, but today's a new day. They're at the Mets, 7 o'clock this evening. Uh, try and get the, back on the winning side of things. And the Sixers home tomorrow night against Brooklyn. Currently up three games to one. The Sixers are with a win tomorrow. They close Brooklyn out and move on to the next round. One game at a time. Short break. Matthew Newell continues our conversation in studio with us. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Wrapping up our conversation with Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center. Again, their site's FamilyHopeCenter.com. We've touched on some of these things. Uh, I'm going to just give you the floor here to talk a little bit more about autism since it's Autism Awareness Month. Any thoughts on autism that you'd like to share as we close our time out together? Well, again, I just want to say that it's not a disease and it's not a life sentence. And it's not because parents were poor parents or they were cold as it was thought about years ago. It's a neurological condition that arises from, in my opinion, after helping kids for 40 years and seeing it, arises from a complex series of events that has compromised the brain. And so what we see is if children have a difficult birth and maybe they have a series of vaccinations and they have a series of antibiotics and neurologic intestines and they have a series of situations where there could be there's epigenetic factors meaning environmental factors they start out being able to make eye contact with you at three or four months and then a series of events happens and by 12 or 13 months they start losing eye contact stop wanting to smile at your smile stop wanting to snuggle and cuddle with you and parents like oh my gosh what just happened and although this is very controversial i actually don't care anymore yeah. You know, I'm like, say, you know what? I'm, when you take hundreds and hundreds of histories, like I do, and a parent says to me, "My child was well, and this happened, and I lost my child at 18 months," then we got to go find out why. And our, it's our experience that mm. you know your large intestines make 50 percent of your neurotransmitters, and antibiotics destroys the good biome in your large intestines for about a month. And since your large intestines are responsible for your neurotransmitter, a lot of your neurotransmitters, and that helps cool down the brain, that if kids are on like these ear infections and getting antibiotics, and maybe they had a vaccination, or maybe they haven't been eating as well as they should because they're cranky, and maybe they had some cranial pressure because they didn't really get a a birth experience, their, their head was kind of squeezed and they didn't get the cranial motion that you're supposed to have, then these factors lead into autism spectrum disorder symptoms. And the fact that matter is, and it's a fact that more kids are diagnosed with autism than ever in history. And it's not just our country, Tim. 
Ireland has a huge amount. The Danes have a huge amount. I was just in Colombia. That has a huge amount. I'm going to Australia tomorrow. That's a huge amount. So it's getting to a point where there's an epidemic. And what I see, which is very controversial, and people you know, shoot bullets at this, is I see that there's pesticides, herbicides. There's toxins in the environment. There's food that's not really happy for kids. And just the concept of gluten, people believe in gluten. They don't believe in gluten. I know for a fact that when the kids are, that we have diagnosed with limbic issues, it's a limbic brain issue and a brain stem, we, everyone calls it autism, that gluten actually is a molecule that scientists have demonstrated can induce 18 opiates in the brain if it's not digested correctly. It actually sticks to the thyroid and compromises the thyroid, which has you know a lot to do with the brain's clarity. So when we see autism, we see brainstem, reflexes, the pons in the midbrain are compromised. The limbic area, which houses your, all your emotions, 40% of your brain runs through your sense of smell, and the front part of your cortex has been compromised. These are smart kids. These kids um, want to be players. These little girls and boys want to be part of the social community. And we look at autism not as a disease. We look at, oh, this child got compromised neurologically. You could have a whole range. You could have a child who won't get out of the house, who attacked their brothers and sisters, who had their hands on their ears all the time, who flipped things with their eyes all day long. And then you can have a child who is just socially awkward and doesn't know how to make friends and doesn't know the social cues and can't pick them up because the part of their brain that's responsible for recording all that doesn't say it. So you can't. Teach the child that again and again and again and again and again because there's so many factors involved in social inter- intercourse and social development and social like managing everybody's eye contact. But if you grow his brain and like Finn says, you could give them these children on the spectrum, they have two things. Either they don't smell very well and so they'll eat everything and sniff newspapers and shoes and people or they oversmell so much that they won't eat certain foods and, and their diet is really restricted. And so you say, oh, my gosh, he only eats – and they only end up eating carbohydrates like pasta or peanut butter or bread. And so these things create a high glycemic part of the brain and produces sugar. And sugar – it's difficult for your brain to repair itself with a lot of sugar. And so these kids get into these diets that you and I could never eat and be cortically functioning at our best. And so what we do is we say, okay, this child has been hurt in the brain stem. Let's repair the brain stem. And let's repair the limbic brain. So just for the limbic brain, which is controlled by the sense of smell, we may give that child five smells five times a day, seven days a week. Line up five smells on the kitchen table. And because he's sensitive, we may hold it eight inches from his nose and wave a fan towards him and say, this is cinnamon or this is peppermint or eucalyptus or this is coffee or this is vinegar or this is dog food or this is whatever it is. We're going to try because we know that, you know, if you stimulate the visual pathway, you'll learn to read. If you stimulate the auditory pathway, you'll learn to hear. If you stimulate the sense of smell, you'll learn to have emotional competence. So we have kids who five times a day we give them a smell for five, for five six days a week. And three and a half months later, they walk in and sit next to their father and snuggle on the couch when they've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Two months later, they say to their parents, I love you. Eight months later, they smile at the dinner table to mother's smile, which is a limbic issue. And my parents always say, all I want to do is my kid to know I love them and smile at me. Bingo. You repaired his brain, so now he has the hard drive to respond to 
your request. Yeah. So this is a beautiful thing that parents can be a part of as opposed to you drop your child off at the clinic, I do the work, and you go home, and you're still in a mystery. How about we partner together, right? How about we work together as a team and uh, yeah. get everybody involved who loves your kid and be wise about this and scientific about it and yet have kindness and gentleness and patience and wisdom as we embark on this uh, just heroic road of seeing the child for who he is and what he can become. Good stuff. Great stuff. Matthew Newell, kind enough to spend some time with us today from the Family Hope Center, familyhopecenter.com for more info. And uh, you can also, you know, I, I mentioned this earlier, but I uh, have been there many times with our daughter, Tori. I've taken the conference. I'm more than happy to also just talk parent to parent. If somebody wants to shoot me a note or, or set you up and can connect you with the center too, I'm happy to do that. My email says D at WFIL.com. And off to Australia you go, I see, huh? Yeah, down under. And, uh, <laughs> so I had a Paul Hogan yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, have a wonderful trip. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. And thank you for having us. And blessings to everybody. And really, anybody that needs uh, more information, you know, our website is packed with information about autism spectrum disorder, what we do, yeah. videos of parents talking about the victories and challenges that are legitimate, our results are there. We're not, you know, we're totally transparent. Give us a call. We want to help. We know that the brain can be restored. It grows by use, and parents can be part of that package. That's Matthew Newell, director of the Family Hope Center. Thank you, Matthew, our guest uh, during this uh, April, uh, being Autism Awareness Month. Again, familyhopecenter.com is their site. Uh, the training conference they offer, if you want to zoom down to Australia, it's this weekend, Friday through Sunday, the 26th to the 28th. Uh, if you want to wait for something perhaps a little closer to home, Norristown, Pennsylvania is the next one, June 12th through the 14th. My wife and I have uh, gone to that conference more than once, although you only go one time theoretically. We've gone more than one time. Uh, the center has helped us with our daughter, Tori, tremendously. We're grateful. We still go there and continue to get help from them. Our daughter's got a lot of challenges, and so we, we continue to lean on them. But some folks just go for a little while, and that's all they need. Uh, to that end, I'm happy to communicate with anybody about that. Just to write you back and forth, my email is timmyd, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. Happy to write with you, hear your story, and share what I know. T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. You can also text me, and I can get in touch with you that way. 610-500-DOVE is our text line. 610-500-3683. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.